Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Fun day in Studio J. Chris and Bo come to play. And hey, 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 they have lots to say. Monday Night Football in Bo's New Bay. It's an entertaining show, okay? It's a retweet or reply and trench talk kind of day where everybody can enjoy. Yay. And make sure to tune in for the second part of our Double Drop Wednesday. It is Michael Irvin. He's going to be on the Greenlight Podcast feed at 2 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're on for that one. Y'all come back for that at 2, and make sure you tune in Thursday at 4.30 for our live AMP show. We're going to be talking all things NFL, do a little music, of course, and you might have a chance to call in and talk with us. I think the show just started, Bo. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, that's one strike. Oh, hey, speaking of swearing, I got to talk to my mom on the phone the other day. She's like, you know what? I really want to call Chris Long up the other day because I listened to the pod, and I'm just so appreciative of him trying to clean up your language. <laughs> you had me in the first half, Bo. I thought your mom was <laughs> mad at me. Oh, no, you'd know if she was. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, Shout out to Mama Bo, Mama Allen. Um, also, uh, we've got, before we get to layup line, um, do you want to do some housekeeping on what you thought of the, the David Vibora interview? Yeah, I got some fucking bones to pick with David calling me out. Prepare, oh, prepare better, Bo Allen. Fucking lick my nutsack, DV. <laughs> he, I'm, uh, okay, let me prepare to climb a 20,000-foot mountain. H- how? Hey, Kelsey yeah, and I went on yeah. vacation. We went to Hawaii yeah, for Dave. two weeks before. We were we were doing some oxygen uh, oxygenation kind of thing. You know, we were at sea level down in Hawaii, where the air is pure, just fueling ourselves up with oxygen. That was our preparation. Well, no, honestly, David. The more I thought about it, and obviously we're talking about the Kilimanjaro climb, which me, Bo, and David did for conquering Kelly the same year. Uh, Bo was three thirty on purpose. He wanted to feel like the troops. You know, the troops have those big backpacks, and half the thing we're doing there is like we're, we're engaging our vets and Bo's right. actually getting into the fucking the exercise and yeah. David I, is like 230 so what now yeah. yeah exactly I was rucking all that stuff up there just trying to feel like an American hero <laughs> yeah 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 
All right, so uh, we got that out of the way. You didn't appreciate the David Bohora co- comments, but that hey, I, if I could plug that pod, it was a lot of fun. If you missed it, go back and check it out. Like you know, I missed it out of pure spite. That I saw that a little clip, and I was like, I'm not watching this fucking bullshit. It's gonna make me angry. <laughs> so we lost. We lost with apologies to Bo's mom. Yeah, seriously, for the the first five minutes of this pod. Um, okay, uh, so layup line. You were uh, you. you you were you had something stuck in your head and you were singing it like before we got right. on. Well, I got this new mic. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's fucking Bo, sick. It can bend around. A warm welcome to 2022. I mean, this like you podcast, you were you were talking through a a, a a hollowed out can of chunky soup. And yeah, you, you no, were you. It's a glow up. It's you, a voice glow up. Uh, whatever we could probably think of a funny pun for that, but um. Anyway, I was just doing a mic check and I was singing some Bradley Cooper, uh, "Star Is Born." You weren't shallow. Singing. I guess you were singing Bradley Cooper because he really he's he sang it. Yeah, he he oh. sang it. It's a duet. And yeah, with Lady Gaga. Um, I was trying to get you now. to come in as Lady Gaga. Well, okay, so not going to come so in you know, as Lady Gaga, who was born on the same day as me. Oh come on, we need that. Or I was born on the same day as her. To be fair, but. Uh, I don't want to sing that song, Bo. Quite frankly, Stephanie it's fucking Giamatta. depressing. I think about I think about uh, country music. Bradley Cooper offing himself. I don't want to think about well, that. Here's the thing that I was saying is like sometimes if having a bad week, I'll just throw on the first half of that movie before shit hits the fan because it's great. A star is born. So you, know, you a star you, is not dying. It's just the first part. <laughs> so so you stop it halfway through. I stop at ones that gets a little dark. How yes. does the hey, movie end? Movie. What's the best end ending point for that movie? I feel like always, right. Always remember us this way when she sings it about halfway through. That's when I stop. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Kingston knows what I'm talking about. Oh, that's pretty yeah, it's a great yeah. film. It's an uplifting yeah, it's like, movie if you stop. It's right like down. 50 minutes long. You just get to see, you know, Lady Gaga start off her career. Shit doesn't hit the fan. It's before really nice. she is don't have before, that brutal. Is Go this ahead. before she's like all rich and famous and in that big hotel room and the relationship is it's like right right before it's up before that yeah that's like the turn that's where it okay. gets a little gets a little sad I'll save my uh, my layup line for uh, so that's Bo's layup line. And I'll save mine. Well, there's a lot of good songs on that soundtrack, though, Chris. Hold on. I'm not quite done okay, yet. Okay, go, go, go uh, ahead. There's Black Eyes, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that's been stuck in my head that we are kind of duetting a little bit, Kingston. What's that one? Maybe. That Arizona Sky. That's always, all, that's remember always, us, right? always remember us this way. Yep. It's a great one. Yeah, that's a banger. Yeah. So just throw that on. You know, good soundtrack. So <laughs> the movie was depressing. Objective. Not if you only watch the first half, though, Chris. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Friend of the program, Lucas Nelson, wrote a majority of that album. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Um, Okay. So, shout out. Uh, I have a quick food review because you were you were eating grapes. You were talking about and when we played in the NFL, man. You brought up a great point. We used to get like bushels of grapes on the plane ride. People don't talk about plain grapes enough. Plain grapes, fucking hit. Okay. We're doing the no swearing thing. No grapes are good <laughs> yeah they hit and sometimes they would hit the people a few rows up in the plane like people would we would dare <laughs> guys to hit like uh there was a guy named uh, wayne that used to play for the jets he was a tackle this guy was like uh the rock but like a violent football player like you know nice. like he he had a short temper and he was he was like a triple og and i made nice with the guy as soon as he walked in the building the first day because <laughs> he was older than good. me at this point but I can remember dudes hitting this guy accidentally with a grape, 
and uh and and people were passing the buck left and right in the back of the plane when he got back there like it was him it was him yeah so the grapes were delicious but they also sometimes got launched into the front of the plane like as a nice thing for the uninitiated that those that aren't familiar with plane grapes they get kind of inflated something about the the pressure, the air pressure. At, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the air pressure in the yeah, cabin, yeah. and they just got that juicy, crispy little pop. Just They're so cold in your mouth and cold, and then also like really good, really throwable. You know, you feel like you could just David and Goliath someone with one of those. No question, no question. Like Wayne. So know? we we had the yeah we had the grapes, uh, and then we also uh, you know we we mentioned this on the live stream recently. Nate Collins won a bunch of money on a spirit flight because he had a $2 bill. Like, I guess on spirit flights, it's also spirit airlines is also a book. Like they do like gambling <laughs> on the flights. Like people put their money in a bag and they pull it out. The only other place that that happens on is on NFL flights. Yeah. But I that's just, with the per diem money. So everybody that's would put their stuff. per diem money in, in the bag. Uh, and then the flight attendants would call a certain number and that sort of thing. And, and a rookie would win every now and again. And the oldest guy on the plane would go up and be like, "Not, nah, we're running it back." <laughs> yep, I remember Malcolm doing that. Yep, Malcolm did that. One of the rookies yeah. won, and Malcolm was like, "Nah." So, um, little. Can we, are we, can we talking about food still? Because yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got to give you a review have, before we get this plane off yeah. the ground. Halo yeah. Top. Okay, you know that ice cream made of like yeah. skim milk and shit. Yeah. Not doesn't get the job done. Like I need. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, there's like two thirds of sugar. There's like two-thirds of the fat there's two right but i would need to eat one and a third of those to feel satisfied well here's the thing for me about ice cream is it's got to have some heft to it so like you grab a halo top container and you weigh it versus like a ben and jerry's container you could you know you can just feel the difference in your hand i'm a big candy guy chris we've 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 talked about that on the podcast halloween's coming up yeah it is that's my time to shine baby uh because you're still young and single we talked about this when you're married Halloween is overrated. Like when you're not on a college campus. Yeah, but don't the boys get hyped up about it? They do like, get hyped up, but it's over you so feed fast. Off that youthful energy, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm being selfish. So here's here's the thing. Here, if I could give you a tip. We talked about my mom on the pod. Let's talk about my dad. His birthday's on Halloween. So what he would do? Yeah, you're learning a lot about the Allen family today. He would take us out trick or treating, make sure everyone in the neighborhood knew it was his birthday, and just get beers at the house at the houses. <laughs> So maybe you should try that one out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did have a Halloween party uh, two years ago, and, and Dr. Fax won the, the, the costume competition because he showed up in, a, uh, in one of those like uh, Franciscan monks. Is, is that correct? The ones with the brown suit. And he had a bag of Funyuns on a necklace, and so he was a chipmunk. Hey. Yeah. Hey, wow. Dr. Fax with the big I didn't win. take Dr. Fax as a punny guy. That's yeah, good. he's punny. Okay, so uh, my layup line is going to be uh, Odie in Denver. But I Odie'd in Denver, and I just can't remember her name. I guess you could say that my love life was not up to par. Hank Williams Jr. It was in my head because uh, the Denver Broncos played last night, and poor Reed sitting right over there and i'm just looking at him and i'm like this poor fuck is actually a broncos fan like he really does live and die with this team and they look hopeless they look hopeless dude i bet them last night okay to give you a background on what i had on the line i had a unit on the under easy money and i had a combined unit on a parlay with the broncos money line and the under so if they won 
and the under hit. I was a big winner. And I, I even smashed the alt line. So like I smashed Broncos by almost a touchdown and that paid out like plus 370. So I'm sitting there and they get the ball in overtime. It's third and one on the 43 yard line or whatever it is. And I think I'm going to be a big ass winner last night. And I became a Broncos fan. I was and you for a little bit. You watched Russell Wilson go out a shotgun on third and one. And you're bad. like, hot dog. It was bad, man. It yeah, was bad. it's um, it's not great, and it's unfortunate because last night we got another picture of Russell Wilson missing a wide open wide receiver. We'll get into that later. But you were on yeah, the team. You were we'll do it live. We'll yeah. do it right now, dude. It's fourth and one in overtime, and he and he throws to KJ Hamler. At this point, they get the ball in overtime. I think they're going to go score and win the game, and I'm going to be rich, and Reed's going to be happy. And nah, you go third and one. You just ran the ball for nine yards on two carries, right? Just run the ball. And this is like, I felt like Richard Sherman on the Thursday night set. Just run the damn ball, man. It's not a long yard. It's just a fucking yard. It's a run-of-the-mill, three-foot stretch of, of, of artificial turf. Run the ball. Instead, you got K.J. Hamler in the middle of the field. You miss him. And sitting there five yards away, Five yards past the sticks, nobody within 20 feet of the motherfucker is the rookie tight end who caught the the touchdown early in the game. He doesn't even look at him. I mean, he looks right through him. Actually, the ball whizzes by him to go to K.J. Hamler. Right. So I don't know what Russ is doing. I also don't know that Russ is, is physically what he used to be, yeah. I, and he'll yeah. never be what he used to be physically. You're talking about running the ball in the third and one. I find it curious that they're not using Russell more for like some of these zone read type runs because there's a lot of really good dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL right now, they're picking up really good yardage with their legs. Like the easiest comparison to make is Jalen Hurts. Right. You're saying you don't know if Russell is physically what he is or what he used to be. And I think that's a really good point. Um, Cause he just does not seem as mobile as he was in, in Seattle at all. And it's really curious to me that they're not using him more on, you know, especially in the red zone or some of those short yardage type situations where you, you know, a quarterback keeper is such, such, such a threat. You know, yeah, like, no question. Let's not overthink this. No, and 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 he he can still run a little bit, but like it showed up a lot in the second half. And where yeah. where I think Russell isn't what he used to be is number one. I think his arms hurting. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he misses some time here. I wouldn't be surprised if they they take a look at somebody else if he's if he's like sixty five percent and say, hey, take a take a quick break here, Russ. Let's give Rippin some time. To shine, um, he he Let doesn't look healthy. Through. Number one, from an arm standpoint, um, I know he went to see a specialist this week, right? Um, on top of that, and this is where he loses a lot of his production. Like teams will sit back there and play man, and they're not afraid. Like they're not afraid of turning their back to him in coverage. For people at home, like when you're in man coverage and you're a rusher, you're always told to hey, like be cognizant of your rush lanes because this guy sees man coverage. DB's backs are turned. He tucks it and runs. The difference between a three-yard gain and a 30-yard gain is like nothing when you're in man. So people aren't afraid to get in man anymore. And when they blitz him, and they did in the second half, Derwin James uh, and then that linebacker uh, twice, including one of the biggest third downs of the game, they heat him up with that backer. They also heated him up with Derwin James. Three sacks in the second half. He, he used to be able to elude a, a free runner. That was yeah, like his thing. He'd get outside the, the pocket back and shoulder kill spin you. out. Yeah, the back shoulder and then spin just out. Just launch it deep. Like a guy, a guy would, you know, would <clears throat> an edge rusher would have a really nice rush on the edge and like get on his upfield shoulder, and then he would just magically spin out of it, pat the ball a couple times, and launch it deep. And he just doesn't seem like he's making those. 
mobile type. Actually, he had a really good third and 13 one in the first quarter. You know what I'm talking about? When he was kind of balling in the first, like, for that little yep. brief moment yep. in the beginning of the game. Yep. 37 was, yarder to Judy. Exactly, yeah. And you're like, okay, this is, you know, this is Russell. Let's rod. Our boy's back. And then it just went to But even shit. even in that great first half, they had one touchdown. And the touchdown is on a busted coverage. Uh, I think it was cover three, and I think it was um, J.C. Jackson who actually got got benched yeah. at half, and we can talk about that. But like yeah. that's their only score of that first half. As good as they were playing, they came away with one touchdown, and they're terrible in the red zone. Um, we know that. Um, well, I and, think the first. It seems so much different. It seems so much more productive for them <laughs> for you know the yep. first half of that game compared yep. to how ugly it got, and then. Just a little, the game just limped to a finish, you know. So, so you know, Jerry Judy might be for sale. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon was liking Melvin, tweets yeah. about him. Wisconsin being guy, yeah, yeah, your guy. So, yeah. and after the game, he said, "I was bummed that uh, I was benched. No one told me why. I felt like I could have made an impact on a close game." Um, you had Latavius Murray. You know, his first game for the Broncos, he played really well. And that third one you were hard. talking about, he could have just fallen forward. All he needed to do, he was he did not have a negative rush all night. He was just falling forward for at least a yard every play. Um, Drew Tranquil was the linebacker Tranquil, you were talking about yep, who uh, had the sack to yep. basically send the game into overtime. Um, but you were talking about one touchdown in the, uh, in the first, um, first half. It should have been two on the field goal drive. He had Dolchich wide open over the middle again, which is another pic- picture added to the uh, tweet thread of wide open Broncos receivers that Russ misses. He's, you know, 10 yards past the line of scrimmage on third down. Russ isn't even looking at him. Yep. Uh, Dolchich had maybe 20, 30 yards right in front that he could take off and go, uh, and Russ gets sacked. Uh, ends it ends with a field goal. So three points in the first quarter, and we missed that uh, touchdown right before halftime. It was the right couple plays. You probably want that uh, sideline shot to Judy back, um, but the shot over the middle to Dolchich right at halftime was uh, was the right move. It just went through his hand. I like that they're using the uh, rookie rookie tight end from UCLA uh, early. It's his first game after being injured for the first five weeks. Um, he looks good. Guy's got great cabbage, great lettuce. Goes a long way on the it football goes a field, long Chris. Way. It, it does, and and Reed had a whole list of uh, of throws that Russ has missed, and in, in you know the Colts game, and the you know the Chargers game, of course, last night, and the Texans game. You know he's missed throws throughout the year in in big moments, and he just doesn't look like the old Russ. And again, thirty three years old. I don't know that the physical part of it gets better. Certainly. You could trade out the Nathaniel Hackett piece of it at some point. Maybe the mental part of the game gets better for him, but the the body's not what it used to be. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, I'm kind of like, um, I'd love to be a fly on the wall, or you know, maybe it's a viewing party. Aaron Rodgers sitting up there um, in Green Bay, looking at that game last night and saying, "That could be me in Denver with that defense, with these weapons." at least at the start of the season when they were healthier, it would have looked a lot better. Um, and I'm up here in Green Bay. I could have been with Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe things would be different. Um, just interesting thinking about Aaron Rodgers' perspective and how he thought um, thought about the Broncos. I wonder if he's surprised by this. Um, yeah, so J.C. Jackson, who was benched at the half, who obviously 
came over from New England. Um, he was a big part of their success defensively last year. Mr. Interception. Yep, Mr. Interceptions. Had a bunch of picks, but Bill let him walk. And, you know, my buddy Tom Curran up in uh, in New England, who, who who's a writer up there, um, you know, he, he wrote a piece when Bill let him walk. And the piece kind of said, and this was a hot take at the time, because really the only evidence for why Bill would let J.C. Jackson walk is is the narrative that people leave New England and don't play well afterwards. And, you know, there's usually something wrong if Bill lets you walk. But on paper, other than the fact that maybe he's not a great zone guy, uh, I, I don't know why it's happening. Um, I think Bill never wants to overpay guys that are going to be in free agency. Right. J.C. Jackson is a little banged up, and I want to give him, I want to give some players the benefit of the doubt there because what I think he's got a little bit of an ankle injury that he's working through, but some of the like blown coverages and stuff like that. That's when you're a big a big free agent signing. Like you need to get that shit right. You know, there's really no excuse if you're a premier player at that position. Like you can't go to a new team and have mental errors like that. And I think that's. I think he had a Jason Jackson had a big PI early in the first quarter, which was obviously a, a big negative. Um, but then also like blown coverages, you just can't have it. And I mean, it's it's not that he's getting he's getting. So that goes back to like what you're saying about zone. I think those MEs and shit are more for like those non man coverages. But some guys just aren't great zone guys. Some guys and vice versa, right? But yeah. you know, like when when he when Bill let him walk with the history, as Tom Kern pointed out. Of you know when the Patriots have been really good, they've always had a lockdown corner. They've had uh, you know whether it was Staff, uh, yeah Asante Samuel, you know Darrell Revis famously. Uh, there's a whole list of guys. Steph Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, Ty Law. So they had all these guys. So you know Bill letting him walk is not only ballsy on its on face value, but like historically because it kind of flies in the face of what seems valuable up there. And he does it, and he's not only proven right, but Chargers are on the hook for $82.5 million. They just benched a guy last night. A lot can change. You hate starting your career with a team that's going to pay you a boatload of money with an injury, um, so we're trying to be fair. But, uh, you know, as Tom pointed out, when the Bills and the, and the, and the Pats played last year, uh, you know, they went at J.C., and, and you know, I think 22 times, 12 completions for 197. And in the playoff loss... Uh, he gave up a few catches for about 100 yards. So, like, there was enough there that Bill was like, hey, listen, maybe there's some yeah. things we want to do differently. We don't we don't want to pay the guy. And it's not like he's been great against the team that we have to beat to win this division. Um, the other interesting thing about this is that Bill not only let him walk, but drafted his replacement, like, really effectively in Jack Jones. So, like, uh, double whammy. Well, not only was yeah. right about J.C.'s right. possible decline next year, uh, in, in a different scheme, in that, that one, too. yeah, but then um, steals Jack Jones in the fourth. But yeah, and and I guess what you're kind of saying, what I want to mention earlier, but I just fucking forgot, is um, I think a lot of that has to do with Bill's confidence in his defensive scheme and just ability to coach up somebody to you know kind of fill that role, which mm -hmm. is what you basically exactly what you just said. Yeah, he never wants to overpay a big free agent, big name free agent player like that if you know this is the best coach of all time we're talking about. Like he feels like he can just kind of plug and play guys there. No question. And, and you said the Emmys, here's a couple quotes and we'll move on. But you know, Bryce Callahan, uh, who's member of the secondary in, in, in LA 
we just started playing the defense we know. Everybody was doing their assignment. No one was getting any MEs. When you do that, it's hard to, to drive against us. And that's when he's asked about what changed for them in the second half, presumably. Right. And to me, you know this as a football player. Like, you know why your buddy got benched. Right. And you're saying it you out don't necessarily loud. Want to, I mean, not, you don't necessarily want to say it out loud, but <laughs> you kind of have to, you know. Yep, Tranquil said guys just did their job, and I think that's what right. it comes down to. Michael Davis, who had to replace him, it doesn't matter who's out there playing corner. Our defense is capable of doing that no matter what. So, you know, like. Yeah, between the lines on those comments. Yeah, I'm not saying they're all like this guy needs to study, but, you know, the, the elephant in the room is their MEs. And on the other side of things, that poor guy, uh, Dwayne Mathis, just. Remember in the first quarter, I don't know if you remember, there's a guy with blue and yellow hair that was volleying for a pass interference call on Drew Mathis. <laughs> he, he got like six seconds of airtime. And, uh, and, and I, I think they listened to him because for the rest of the half, uh, they went at this guy nonstop and it was just flag after flag. It was the same ref calling the same penalty on this poor kid. I want to give out a Mr. Krabs mention because you know the Mr. Krabs gif where the, <laughs> the meme where he's just spinning. Yeah, the crab yeah, is just fucking disoriented. He doesn't know what which direction's up. I gotta imagine uh, of any sport, any position, when things aren't going well for you, corners gotta be in today's day and age yeah. like the worst one. Because you know they're just gonna keep th going. There's at no you. escape. It's passing league, you're getting free plays on guys nonstop. They keep coming at you. And he uh that was his first start this season. He now leads the league in PI penalties with four. Um, and there were plenty of penalties last night. There was uh, three holding calls on the fucking rookie uh, guard for the Chargers. So yeah. mm -hmm. steal your thunder there, Cowboy. No, good. 240 combined penalty yards. Um, that was the and also 147 combined penalty yards in the first half, most in any first half since week three of 2018. Um, Bad. Bad. Not These good. Primetime games have just felt sloppy. They, you know? they have. It's kind of boring, but like a weird combination of like just kind of boring and like that's what gambling's for. And sloppy. That's what's gam well, that, that's what gambling's for. We got to do a we got to do a teach Bo how to gamble pod because now that I'm not playing anymore, like I low key don't really fucking know. Well, I'll gamble. teach you. I'll teach you this week. Te teach me. Yeah. Now the, me. the games are so bad that we're getting like uh, kickers. Like have the floor for five minutes after oh the game, dude. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me going on this. Shout out to what's his name, Dustin Hopkins, who had all those. <laughs> Chris likes to do these little things where he pokes the bear a little bit, and I get a little worked up about stuff. And the dude played really well. I need a game-winning kick. That's the most brutal post-game interview I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And I like stayed up to watch it, and I I just I got pissed. I got pissed about it. Well, I mean, um, no, he, see, the he played well. It was a great moment for him. So, like, let me just put my haterade down for a second. But, oh, my God. Buck never nasty. ever a specialist. Buck Nasty Bo. Yeah. Buck Nasty Bo is, is – is, Never give a kicker, a punter, or, you know, a, I'd rather listen to a long snap. Well, the problem is that game. Justin Tucker got the, the floor last week, and he, yeah. and he gives a great, concise interview about kicking. And you're like, yeah, say whatever you want. You're like the fucking Michael Jordan of kicking, sure. Yeah. That, 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 there's a steep ledge after, you know, Justin Tucker when it comes to kickers I want to hear from after the game. <laughs> I'm not there's saying. No, there's no other kickers that I want to hear from ever. Yeah, 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 got it. Well, uh, it, it is a sign of the times that we got this guy. And he did, he did thank the man upstairs first and foremost and profusely. So let's track his kicks the rest of the year and see – 
if uh, if if uh, he gets a helping hand. He still gets a blessing. Justin Tucker didn't thank the man upstairs, as far as I know, last Ooh. week, and then this week he missed. See, a kick. that just shows me Justin Tucker's confident in his abilities. You know, yeah. Justin Hopkins <laughs> a little bit surprised. He's a little surprised. <laughs> He's got to thank the Almighty. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. First and foremost, yeah, can I shout somebody out before we move on from this godforsaken game? Uh, Baron Browning. This is a Baron Browning stand podcast. Now, last week. I'm watching that Indy uh, Denver game, and the best thing about that game was watching this young Browning kid get off the fucking rock. Like, it's one of those things where I saw him, and I know he's playing inside last year, which is just, I mean, I'm I'm Doctor Phil right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I it, you see this guy get off the rock? You see how fucking twitchy he is? That's right where he needs to be, dude. In fact, like he was making plays against Indy, and I go, I'm looking around like, is nobody else talking about this kid? Like, is this kid not a national name? Like, are there not um, 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 Baron Browning hipsters out there? I, his his name is about his star is about to be is about to be big, dude. This guy's got a great get off and a cool name, Baron Browning. It's a cool name. Last he week he gets in the game. His get off point seven three seconds average get off uh, is his average get off in week five. It's the third fastest in the NFL, and his twenty point six percent pressure rate was second in the NFL. He got a sack in the red zone last night. He got a pick. He actually fumbled the pick and recovered his own his own fumble, which was a thank. That's God. just smart. That's just a good way to pat your own stats. stats <laughs> That's a vet move. Yeah, because you did. Bro. You read it. Uh, Zach Stevens, the Broncos beat writer, tweeted: "Baron Browning in this game, one sack, one interception, one fumble, one fumble recover- recovery. Yeah, three of those hing- things happen on one play. Yep, that he had the hat trick. Yep. So this guy, man, he he looks like he, he like no matter what, it looks like he has a jump on the snap. He's just so twitchy. Um, and and he looked great last night. He almost sacked Herbert on that last throw that that made that a much easier field goal for uh, for our boy Hopkins. So, Baron Browning stand podcast here officially. Can, we, can I stand someone else from the uh, Broncos defense? Sure, line sure, real quick? sure, sure, sure. So, um, a guy that I think is a really good player is a nose guard, Mike Purcell, and I, we all know that nose guards don't get get nearly enough love. Uh, but this is a dude that plays with really, really, really good technique. Super square, does a lot of shit right. I want to give him a little bit of a shout-out, too. Yeah, let me Google this guy. I'm pretty sure I know what he looks like. A locker room guy of the week, week is uh, Matt Henningston, who had his first sack as a rookie, Wisconsin guy, last night at Monday Night Football. Just locker room guy of the week. You know he's going to do everything right. He's working his ass off. Low-key freak athletically. Uh, check out his you know pre-combine stats. Didn't get a combine invite, I don't think, but you know, had a great showing at Pro Day and had his first sack last night. So you're not going to get 40 seconds on Mike Henningston anywhere else. That's what Matt Henningston put some fucking respect on his name, Chris. Anyway, you know, I'm not an athlete anymore per se. I did just join a softball league, uh, but I'm a podcaster, and to podcasters, gut health is very important. My morning routine is very important. My breakfast is very important. Walking downstairs to the kitchen to the song Narco is very important to me, but nothing is more important than drinking AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to find a nutritional drink that could add to my daily routine to improve my gut health and energy. I just rip it open and it's over with. I don't have to mix a bunch of stuff, it's easy. I've been on it for six months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, 
which is a good thing. It tastes really good. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. It's that simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. A couple football things real quick. Number one, I listened to the Brady podcast last night on the toilet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the dulcet tones of Tom Brady and and and, uh, and Jim Gray is that who you guys are just working some things out together? <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I, I I was hooked. I was reading Pro Football Talk, and they said that Brady uh, talked about yelling at his offensive lineman. And I was like, well, fuck, we don't have that much to talk about tomorrow. Let me check this out. Man, that it like that podcast is like ninety seconds of word salad. Like Brady is the king of saying nothing and saying it, and you know, in three minutes, and feels that's like state-run media. That's in North his Korea job, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's his job. And then, and then, and then, and then they do an ad read. You know, like they, Ooh, this fucking smart. this podcast sells so many ads. It's incredible. I want to know what this podcast is raking in from Hertz, dude. Uh, honestly, think about it, because I know what some of the ads we sell are worth. I'm like, damn, we actually people pay for this. Like they yeah. really want their product placed here. What do you think an ad on on a Tom Brady podcast is selling for? Scott, you got any idea? Let's get Tom on the pod and ask him. No, no, no. I, I want to ask Scott. You know, if, if we if we could assume a X amount of downloads, yeah. we could get to a number. Okay. Well, I don't know that they're getting the downloads. That's the thing. So. I mean, we could we could we could blow up some uh, some numbers here. But and Hertz talk is about probably it. giving oh, it's a it's a seven figure deal. I bet a lot of these deals for that particular show are built into other right. other brand deals. Would Got be it. my assumption Got because it. there are if you're just going straight CPM for ads, mm-hmm. they're just chock full of ads. Yeah. from what you were saying, there's a lot of ads in there, so they're just they're playing the volume game. It's so interesting to me, and the funniest one is like Hertz, like Hertz got this ad roll, and they're like. Hurts, let's go. And then they come out of the ad, and Jim Gray's like, Well, it's been hard for you guys to go. (laughs) 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then, and then, uh, and then, and then Brady says, Fuck, and they bleep it out. It's a bizarre experience, dude. You got to check this podcast out. (laughs) They're allowed to, Brady's allowed to swear on the pod. Yeah. And, and I, then I, I had to go to bed before Kevin Durant came on. I bet that got better at that point. But like asking Brady about football right now, he's just not going to give you much. So no, just um, ask him about his divorce and stuff. Okay, Bo. <laughs> Fucking asshole. All right. So, so um, two single guys in Tampa. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll go out there on some Tinder days together. No <laughs> question. Is there a way to link Tinder accounts to do like a double date feature? Like two guys that want to like Bluetooth link? Their, honestly, Tinder. You could print yeah, money was, with this one. That could be a sponsorship opportunity. Think about us. that. I mean, like two two yeah. single guys. They don't want to be. They don't want to. 
Not that they're dating anybody. Instead of swiping on sex. your O line, but swipe sex. right. <laughs> swipe right <laughs> on your next date. <laughs> Hard cut, Tinder. Well, so honestly, though, think about it. You, you, you don't feel like doing the awkward one-on-one dinner. You need a wingman, and double yeah. dates are better, man. Like maybe you want a double date on Tinder. There's got to be. You should a way download do Tinder and, and see if it's on there, Chris. Oh my God, bro! If if <laughs> if Meg saw Tinder on my phone and I tried to explain her. What, like she would just? I, yeah, it's I'd for be the dead. Pot. We're just trying to get Bo laid. I'd be no dead. I'd be dead. She would kill me, and I wouldn't blame her. Okay, so um, the Chiefs, man, they restructured Kelsey, converting a base salary into sign, signing bonus. They clear uh, what? What is it? He's taking up three point four five in cap space now. Yep. So they have the space to do something, which is it's ominous, man, for the football world. I feel like yeah. that news today would like sent shivers down people's spines. Think about it. Something linking that to OBJ, you know. Well, Odell, but I think Odell ends up in Buffalo. I don't know. I just have a hunch. And then, um, I think there's Christian McCaffrey, which I would I would get. Like somebody said, the Eagles should trade for Christian McCaffrey. I don't know. It it just it feels much more worth it for like. Mahomes to pair with McCaffrey. I don't know. Yeah, or, uh, I mean, you're six and one. You don't need to add another thing to the equation. You're doing all right. Well, it also depends. Or well, six I, and zero. I, mean, I do think the they Eagles. could they could add another weapon. You know, like whether it's DJ Moore. I you know like somebody to get people out of man coverage because people are playing a lot more man against them this year than they have in the past. Because no Tyreek Hill. Not that necessarily any of these guys are going to have the effect that Tyreek would have. I also think that there's a chance they're looking at the fucking edge rusher, dude. We talked about this. Like they've got Carl Loftus, they've got Dunlap, they definitely have Frank Clark, right? Um, is there anybody I'm forgetting? I mean, like Melvin Ingram left, la- you know, after last year they made a play for him last year, and that that helped them down the stretch having a, a veteran rusher. We've mentioned Robert Quinn, you know, we've got um, Burns, uh, Brian Burns, putting a bunch of cryptic messages on his uh on his instagram he's got like a picture of a ram then he's got like footage of jimmy garoppolo on his story today so i don't know maybe it's an edge rusher it's gonna be interesting man like i don't that was an interesting tweet that i saw this morning that uh that that kelsey restructured because something big's coming the best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season i'm not talking about september I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold, frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, 
heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Man dog of the week. The Jets versus the Packers. Because, Chris, you know this. Like We watch games a little bit differently as defensive linemen. Um, trying to break out of the habit of watching tape as a fucking nose guard because you know i just focus on the the offensive defensive lines every time but i did catch this um jets packers game and i thought the jets d line was really really good so i want to go back and watch it uh, more and kind of break that down a little bit and i know you talked about it um on the monday podcast a little bit but honestly watching it the jets defensive line their scheme reminds me a lot of you know what we ran in 2017 28 or 2016 2017 in philly um attacking getting up field really they're really getting off the ball and they're also really deep so a lot of their rushes actually came out of like these five down looks so you know how teams get an overload to try to influence the slide yeah and they would walk uh, mosley up um on the backside guard and they did a really good job early in the game of setting this up it's big on big right so the five offensive linemen are responsible for the four defensive linemen that are down and then the guard will have the middle linebacker that's walked up over him and sometimes they're uh, include the linebacker in some of the games and pick stunts, which would you know kind of confuse the second uh, level pick is like it's like a game, like say a TE, but with a second level player. So the penetrator is right. coming from off ball, and that really adds a different yeah. element. Yeah, and they did they do a really really good job with these games. Like you can tell their full unit rushes are really good. They, so like what they were doing is they run a lot of ETs. Um, that's how Rankins got his sack. So yep. the, you know, the end would um, penetrate, and then as a zero tech, he'd like set it up for a couple steps and loop around him. And he got Aaron Rodgers on one of those. That was really nice. But then they did a really good job of running these. I mean, it's been called a bunch of different things, but I think is most called like a Ned stunt, where the one technique or the zero will penetrate, and then the three technique to the side that he's going to will loop around him. Yeah, they did a really good job on that. And I, I'm it was kind of a broken rush, but Quinn. Um, had a really good sack, a really athletic in sack. In the A-gap. Yeah, like he split the A-gap and then sacked Aaron Rodgers, who's a mobile quarterback, on like the outside of it. He gets skinny well, dude, for a big guy. You he know, does. that was the play he I really was thinking does. of. Where he just got yeah. skinny, man. And then to finish that sack is really, really hard because uh, Rodgers is escaping to his throwing arm. Um, but basically, like, they had a really good third down plan where they would, you know, get him into these 5-0 protections. Sometimes blitz the um, – you know the the linebacker sometimes the linebacker would have the running back like mugged up or like in man coverage but yeah. the guard wouldn't know that like because like for a second or two he'd be like worried about him because he has him thinking about he's rushing they ran a lot of really natural looking et games too this yeah. kid 47 who's uh bryce huff who's a young player like they have some deep rushers that are well another kid that had a lot of nice rushes 97 is Shepard Nate Shepard yeah he's like really twitchy had like a really nice double arm swipe they have a deep unit that gets off the ball really well um they also did a really good job in the run game like the Packers were like trying to run the ball but they kind of couldn't and the game got away from them a little bit with um you know some special teams errors and stuff like that and then they had to throw it and they were just teeing off on them killing them with these these really good games yeah and the thing is is like <clears throat> when I was watching this, I don't think the Packers' O-line is really that bad. They don't necessarily have to be super good because 
like super sticky for a long time because Aaron Rodgers is pretty mobile. He does a really good job of like yeah. getting rid of the ball. Um, but like, and they tried like the Packers tried to move the pocket. <clears throat> they tried to do some RPO stuff. They got a little bit of the screen game going, but like, honestly, man, I was really impressed with the rushes. Um, from uh from the jets like rankins was murdered the right guard who's like i think it's royce on Newman. the play that, that on the rush. play that quinnon williams uh hit rogers low outside the pocket i think yeah. rankins could have caught a charge for what he did to that guy <laughs> he he bull rushed him flushed him out of the pocket that was a great play by aaron yeah. Rodgers. Was, yeah and quinnon like he's athletic outside. very athletic like, out in space yeah. man it's very impressive athletic. very athletic but anyway that was a really fun one to go to go back and watch like i think as a as far as defensive line units go, like that's got to be one of the deepest uh, units. And Vinny Curry is your one, vet, by the way. Like Vinny Curry is like your D line vet. Is it? Yeah. I, so do you? Do you want the Jets to pick you up off the street? Is that what you just did? Yeah, this I'm trying segment? to. They really need. Hey, they really need a. You know, just like an early down grinder. <laughs> they do. They I'm do. there. They do. That's the only. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I thought was funny from that game is uh, John Runyon, who's the left guard. He got fined by his dad. Uh, by his pops, <laughs> which I thought was great. Like, yeah. <clears throat> imagine after a tough loss, you know, you kind of get the shit beat out of you, yeah. and then you show up to your locker on like you know Wednesday, and yeah. you have a you have FedEx in there from your old man. Like, what do you you just take a screenshot of it? And that's just pretty send good. Send the middle finger to your dad, like you know. That's pretty good. That's I think you pay up. I don't think an appeal is yeah. coming. No. Yeah. No. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Retweet or reply yeah, yeah. is where we're on next. Yesterday, uh, we saw that um, Chase Claypool had a little fun in the locker room. Uh, the tweet was, Chase, how does it feel to get a win like that? That was a question from the pool of reporters. Chase said, it feels awesome. Gunner, come here real quick. He gave me a celebratory dip. It's my first time ever. I can't really with all these lights, but it feels good. Chase Claypool got his first dip. Are we yeah. retweeting or replying this? I'm quote tweeting that, and I know Gunner a little bit from my time in New England. He's he's a great guy, but he takes. I think he what was it probably Cope Straight. What was it? Uh, it I was mean, Cope Straight. Yeah, it was Cope. Cope Straight is a tough first dip. I'll never forget the first time I had some Grizz Green around a bonfire in Minnesota. I was probably in like eighth grade. And I fucking threw up straight in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> Cope Straight dip after like an emotional game where you're already kind of like buzzing a little bit is that's a strong play so brother. we're sending him a stronger play we're sending him a, a care package of a bunch of uh like honestly i think the atf's gonna be on us because there's a t in there uh <laughs> and we're sending we sent dan campbell cope 
No, no. send him some Zins, bro. No, we're not he sending him Zins. He's I'm, not ready I'm for the. Him, he's not ready for I'm the sending coke him, straight. No, the, I'm going to send him the heaviest hitter. I'm going to get this guy so oh. addicted to nicotine. It's going to be incredible how addicted he is. <laughs> we're I'm just, sending him we're Kodiak, nicotine. Kodiak Wintergreen. If you look up the oh. nicotine delivery statistics, the next gen stats on uh, on <laughs> on on lippers, Kodiak is like the king of the mountain, dude. Like yeah. so, uh, so so we need to get Chase Claypool some dip, um, some real dip. That coke, We're just a nicotine gambling pod, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, that's that's my life after eleven p.m. Uh, every night. Uh, okay. Retweet or reply. TMZ tweeted: Robert Kraft proves you're never too old to find love because he tied the knot Friday in a star-studded surprise wedding. Ed Sheeran and uh, Elton John both performed. There were some, uh, it, was, it was a big, Randy Moss was at the wedding. Tom Brady made an appearance at the wedding. Are you yeah. retweeting or replying uh, to weddings in the fall, especially this one surrounding um, a uh, NFL owner? I'm replying. Weddings in the fall, first of all, that's a selfish move, number one. Why would you have a wedding it in the is. fall? Secondly, and then I'm replying again, must be nice to miss, you know, two weeks in training camp and then a Friday and Saturday practice slash walkthrough. I'd much know. I'd much rather have to go to a wedding That's in a the subtweet, fall. by the way. Okay. I'd much rather uh, have to go to a wedding in the fall. Hear me out. In the summer, that's that's like my happiest time. Like my weekends are sacred. I want to be on the river. I want to be dicking around. I don't want to be at some wedding sweating through a suit okay that's oh, one that's a, that's a you problem well, you wear some summer linens Ooh, linens are great but say you know i'm i'm the groom a lot oh i know you can't relate but i'm the gro- <laughs> <laughs> i'm the groom a lot and, and they always have you in these fucking heavy suits and you're up there sweating yeah. and you're standing up there right don't not don't lock your knees but you're up there standing there, and uh, you're sweating your balls off. Um, another thing is, um, it's great having surprise weddings because uh, weddings just make people assholes, man. Like the the the, yeah. the 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 presence of a wedding, an incoming wedding, turns everybody into this fucking crazy person. So I think I'm actually pro fall wedding. I'm pro surprise wedding. I'm pro Friday night wedding. Because you can spend Saturday on the couch, yeah, hungover Friday watching night football. Is good. Yeah, I agree with that. And part, there's yeah. not there, there's no lead up to it. Friday night weddings are good because you can't like you can't put a, a bunch of shit before it. I got work, you know. I would yeah. make up some some work stuff so so hard, and show up right before the wedding. But these days, it's a wedding is like okay. Here's a standard wedding like itinerary. Okay. The wedding's usually on a Saturday. There's usually a welcome party on Friday. Then Saturday's the wedding, the rehearsal. That's all night. And then now that nowadays there's like a brunch, like farewell. Yeah, so we don't need to do all that. We don't need. We don't need to do all that. You get a gift bag Friday. You get a gift bag on the way in on Friday. You get it done. Don't even tell me it's a wedding. Why am I getting a bag? We're just happy you're here at the dinner. Surprise. Retweeter reply from Sunday night. There was a video as the Eagles are running out onto the field. A fan got into the quote-unquote tunnel and ran out with the players. He's with the players. He's getting all hype. He runs out. He even gets a couple low fives from Jason Kelsey and others. Then he gets escorted off. 
uh, re are you retweeting or replying this behavior? I am honestly gonna quote tweet it because for me, somebody asked me what would I have done in a situation like this? Probably nothing. I'm just being honest. Yeah, There's so many people down on the field. I would have been like, oh, it must be one of the troops or something. Uh, you must, know, like must be a make a wish kid. They're, they're doing a thing, right? Like, I'm running next to the motherfucker. You know, it's yeah. it's like a it's like a bird flying next to an airplane. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, there's enough airplanes <laughs> flying around now that like it's not it's not as shocking anymore. And to yeah. me, like, it would not be shocking to see somebody yeah. running out of the tunnel. Exactly. You're, during a game, you're, there's just shit that happens, and you're just like, oh, okay, you know. And you don't even realize till after in the locker room, everyone's like, oh, you didn't know that guy? I would have loved to have heard like what Kelsey has said. Yeah, he looks like the cheerleader. He's he's like yeah. he, he's like if we had a midnight yell, he's he's the Philly's midnight yell guy. He's Philly's midnight yell guy. It's just a drunk guy that that finds his way down. He's lucky as hell. Because there's no way you should be able to get down there. And then to like blend in and run out and not get trampled yeah. by Jordan Mylotta. Like just absolutely trampled. Yeah, like fucking Lion King. Yeah, dude. People, yeah, pe like people die on Black Friday. Like, you know, in yeah. a Best Buy parking lot. What do you think Jordan Mailata is going to do to you? That's pretty good situational awareness from that guy, honestly. He's like Mark, Mark Wahlberg with the tryout for. Uh, and look at Dom. Look at Dom. Invincible. Look at Dom. Dom's in the video, too. Big Dom made an appearance. I you know what yeah, I love that's about That's the one to trample somebody right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, Big Dom <laughs> coming through, bro. Hey, Dom, at one point, they're going to do a, a, a compilation of all these iconic Eagles videos and highlight Dom in all of them. He's in every shot of anything important going on in Philly, dude. With the birds, and he's an absolute legend. Shout out Truly to Dom. Truly a legend. Yeah. Retweet or reply at Joel91 tweeted uh, Sunday night top five NFL head coaches current to do bottle service with. Chris's list in order Mike Tomlin, Dan Campbell, Arthur Smith, Lovey Smith, and Mike Vrabel. We're going to change this one around. What are your top five NFL head coaches current that you don't want to do bottle service with? All right. <clears throat> I don't want to do bottle service with Cliff Kingsbury because I feel like he's just going to get one vodka crayon and just sit there and look cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, he would. Like beckon at some of the girls on the dance floor. Yep. Maybe like probably got some fucking sunglasses on in the club. Yep. Um, oh. Also like – Go ahead, Chris. I don't want to do bottle service with Brandon Staley. <laughs> way too intense. He's gonna want you know, like uh, way too intense. Can 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 I add one thing while you're thinking of the next one you don't want to do bottle service with? Uh, I did. I can't believe I didn't think about this. I want to do bottle service with Matt Rule, dude. Matt Rule's not a current coach technically, but he's still on the payroll. This fucking guy. You know how many sparklers are gonna be like? There's gonna be bottles of Ace of Spades all night he's he's making 40 mil to sit on the couch this guy's partying his ass off i'd love to, to do bottle service with uh yeah he's like hey don't worry about this chris i got this one exactly I got dude exactly he's yeah. got like he's got like so oil money now i actually wouldn't want to do it with Vrabel because i feel like that'd just be a drink off you know <laughs> that's just shot for shot with Vrabes for a night and then next thing you know we're getting denied at the bar again chris the, well the, Can't th get in. The, the thing that pushed him down to five on my list is he, He's essentially like he's a he's a he there's a chaotic good and a chaotic evil. Like chaotic good is Dan Campbell, 
at the at the club like evil's frames and braves is the guy that like i'm gonna end up in a fight because i'm fighting for my like with my boy like i'm gonna be if braves is at my table braves my guy and braves is definitely gonna fight somebody i just feel like trying to like push their way into the section and braves just power bombs he's from he's from the rust belt he's from like he's from out of the furnace land i don't want to do it with youngstown (laughs) or something dude he wants to fight he wants to fuck people up (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't think Zach Taylor would be fun to do bottle service with either. Just kind of look out of place. Like, he'd probably be wearing, like, khakis. Oh, how did you I know? not? Robert Sala would be so fun. Yeah, exactly. You missed that Robert one. Robert Sala would be awesome, dude. I want to get drunk with Robert Sala. Staying in the NFL but flipping over to owners, one stat that NFL owners will hear at today's NFL fall meetings, the average margin of victory this season is 8.9 points on pace to shatter the Super Bowl era record of 10.2. The only other year that this has been uh, below 10 was 1932 when the Bears opened with three straight scoreless ties and won the title. This is from Tom Pelissero. Is this a retweet or reply? Quote tweet. And uh, this is a lot like when somebody gets COVID and they're like, oh, I lost a bunch of weight. Looking good, right? I'm down 20 pounds. How'd you lose it? Not the right way. Like the reason this stat is the way it is, games are closer, is because there's not as many blowouts because not as many teams are fucking scoring. There's one Buffalo Bills 38-3 game here. There's a a weird Jets-Dolphins blowout. But teams aren't scoring. Scoring's down, and that's really what matters. So the NFL is trying to tell you, like, everything's fine, man. But it's not because scoring's down, okay? Like, no one's sitting around the TV on Thursday night, as you can tell, being like, man, what a cool overtime game that was. The Broncos just keep playing in these awesome tight games. Did you see how close that Indy-Denver game was? Like, nah, did you see how, how crazy that – because legitimately a wild finish to to commanders bears nobody fucking cares the team scored 19 points essentially thank god it's over yeah so it's yeah. That, like the nfl is being like everything's fine when really it's not fine dude like we're gonna be in the chow line no matter what but we will enjoy it much more uh if if teams are scoring more and if that means a, a bigger margin of victory like no big deal i think this is a quote tweet for me yeah, so for me, I don't know. I don't think I've talked about this much on the pod, but there are some really, really good new emojis out there um, that I've been just digging into. So I say that because I am replying to this tweet with a simple upside down smiley face. <laughs> Retweet or reply. This is from Box Score Kenny. Lamau, the Falcons are making the playoffs with the Falcons' remaining schedule. The Falcons are currently (laughs) three and three. They have the Bengals, Panthers, Chargers, Panthers again, Bears, Commanders, Steelers. A week fourteen by then Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks. You just gonna power through reading LMAO out out loud? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) LMAO. Lamau. Lamau. He's one of the worst. He's a French dictator. The <laughs> uh, thinking man's joke. Lamau. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one of the Ball brothers. Only he he ruled a country and Lamau. <laughs> 
<laughs> Reed, that's good. Dude, I'm never saying LMAO again. It's LaMau. LaMau. Do people do that? I don't know. Yeah, I always do that. He always does that? That's I breezed right through it for a reason. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm Raffle LaMauing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Raffle Copter. <laughs> What the fuck were we even talking about? Oh, uh, we're talking about the the Falcons, the Falcons making the playoffs. Making the playoffs. Um, and they should be five and one right, right now. Let me let me tell you, and, and I'm kissing my under win total on them goodbye. The other ones are going pretty well, including the Bucks. Uh, but but uh, yeah, they got the Bengals. They're going to play Carolina. That's a I figure that's a win. They play them twice. They play the Bears. They play the Commies. They play the Steelers. Um. Yeah. They're how play deep the is the NFC? Twice. How many wins is it going to take this year? Ten, eight, nine. Yeah, in that uh, in that ten order? max. Ten max. Um, nine is the most likely, but it could be eight. Okay, they have they have how many wins right now? I, I should know three. Three. They're three and three. They should be five and one. Okay, I see seven. I see eight. I see eight wins. The swing game is going to be. Can you beat? Um, can can you beat the Bucks, right at home? Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. Week eighteen, hopefully. And just to be so, your wins are Carolina twice, the Bears, the Commanders. Yeah, and these never go the way right, you right. think they are. But like you kind of you you try to pick as many easy ones as possible, and then figure you're going to be just under, and they'll win one game you don't expect them to win. So, yeah, the I, Steelers. I think, yeah, you know that's a toss up. Um, They're going to be the right. way the Bengals are playing, especially right now. You know, they could give the Bengals a run. The Falcons are fucking kind of like, I don't know, Arthur Smith, man, survived three coaches in Tennessee. Like, this guy's got to be a future legend of some sort. I mean, he, he did a great job with that offense. Obviously, he had Derrick Henry and everything. And we were like, oh, we'll see down there in Atlanta. And they are maximizing their talent. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to me that the, the guy has been uh, has been this good. It's early. It's early, but they have a good shot. And the NFC uh, <clears throat> South sure isn't, you know, no, the, dude. the gauntlet we thought it might be. No. No, sir. Retweet or reply. There's a uh, report out that the NFL and Amazon announced that in 2023, Prime Video will exclusively stream a Black Friday game, the Friday after Thanksgiving. This is the first ever NFL Black Friday game. Uh, it's going to take place November 24th with an expected kickoff of 3 p.m. Teams are TBD. That's from Ian Rappaport. Are we retweeting or replying a Black Friday game? I'm retweeting it. I love that. That's a full weekend of football, right? Because you've yeah. got two Thursday night games and a Black Friday game. It's also kind of good for – it's just good for America. Get people out of the – out of Walmart on Black Friday. No, as much know? as we can numb the population, let's do yeah, it. Exactly. So more football. Um, you know, so, that's good for Prime is what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's a smart move by Bezos. So right Get him here, out of the Black Friday you nailed it. So mm. this guy, Brett At Coleman, said uh, right under there under Rap Sheet's tweet, this is actually brilliant marketing. Amazon wants everyone to stay home during their biggest exactly. day of competition with brick and mortars so that inevitably they fall into the – Quote, well, I'll just get it on Amazon instead trap. I'm already there. I have social Genius. anxiety. So Genius. Like, yeah, but it, it is, you know, like. That's it, 40 chess. Coming to an indoor stadium near you 
Here's the thing, Bo. I fucking hate Thanksgiving football played inside. If they make me watch more indoor football on a week where we should be the watching Lions people with grass stains on their fucking jerseys out there, yeah. you know, while you're while you're you got the the turkey on the Traeger, I, I don't want to be watching a bunch of indoor football. Just don't do that to me. That's all I ask. NFL. Black Friday outdoor game. Yeah. Mandated. Yep. Re- I like that. I like that. Retweet or reply, Josiah Johnson tweeted, what's your wildest NBA prediction for the upcoming season? It starts tonight, your last night. I got to go to the, the resident expert. Maybe Bo has something Bucks related. I don't know but, uh, shit but, about basketball. But Kingston, tell me, what, like, what are the storylines this year? Because I, I legitimately have no idea. I'll give you a few quick predictions. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook traded to the Indiana Pacers before... Thanksgiving for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I think Luca finally has his MVP breakout season. Victor Wembanyama, even though he's not in the league, is going to be a household name. My mom emailed me an article about him from the New York Times. Oh, so that yeah, he's probably arrived. <laughs> Have you heard of this French basketball player, Matt? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zion. Lamau? Lamau. <laughs> uh, Zion's going to have a huge comeback season. Pelicans will be the highest scoring team in the league. Nuggets, best season long record. Jalen Green's going to average 25 points per game, but have the worst efficiency in the league. And the Wolves will look beautiful in the regular season, but will fail in the playoffs because their roster is flawed. Oh, and the thing that I'm really looking for is what's happening up in Golden State, they have the potential dynasty, but there's some uh, chemistry issues there, so we'll see if this is Draymond's last season. Kyrie Irving launches a podcast on OAN Network. <laughs> Retweet oh. or reply. There was a video that went viral uh, the last couple days of a mountain climber shooting up a nice little rock shoot that looked like a blast to climb. And then he looks to his left in a massive looks like black bear just comes charging off a cliff dives at him misses and then they kind of go into a scuffle this guy's swinging and kicking this bear this bear comes back at him three or four times uh are we retweeting this and being like oh my god are we replying like you shouldn't be on the mountain what are we doing no i'm retweeting i watch that video a bunch man that the way i mean that scared me that like <laughs> awoke scared you dude that scared me man <laughs> listen to it with the audio it's like on. somebody let their it, dog off the leash bro no Black dude i'm telling you nobody bro boo 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 oh, horrible take chris really? that thing would maul your ass that, we, i bro, got into it with carl about this the, dude the, the, the a black ultra, bear will eat your face the marathon that, runner who's standing on top of the rock you probably wears tevas when he gets home dude just, that just fucking that pep- awakened a, a primal fear within me that i didn't even know i had imagine you're climbing out of nowhere a black bear Bro, just comes I'm, right i'm throwing that fucking you. bear it's gonna hit every rock on the way down that mountain i'm gonna <laughs> shot put it off i mean the, the guy kicked the bear in the face pretty good the only thing that's looking like looking like hopkins out there <laughs> the only i mean because we think oh black bears around here not a problem but that's because you see him off your back porch you got your house behind you, you can run back inside this is his habitat he knows exactly that, where this yeah. guy he is he couldn't even win he with home field advantage him. dude he could no he had the high ground he nah even, bro he couldn't even win with home field advantage this is the, the this is i'm retweeting if i if i touch it at all i'm retweeting just to as a public service announcement that black bears have no bodies they're they're weak (laughs) 
bad bad base. Bro, literally, it's it, this is home field. It is homecoming weekend. He's got some skinny nah. ass guy on top of a mountain, and he he's got the surprise, and it doesn't work. You got to watch Star Wars, man. The high ground, it's an advantage. I don't need to watch Star Wars. I that's just what, watch that's a Rams what I'm getting from that. And to the crowd, there's always somebody fighting in that motherfucker. And the lesson you always learn in watching these uh, these fights in stadiums is high ground. But the bear had everything else going for it, and it couldn't win. It's over, Black Bear. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> that hiker did give the bear a good kick in the face. I'm sure the uh, right in the face bear had he wobbled off for a reason. Listen to the audio. That guy screams. Yeah, that I, guy. I haven't is, heard that someone that scared in a while. Oh, yeah. Well, then why don't you? If if that guy jumps off a bridge, are you gonna jump off a bridge too, Bo? If it'll keep he, me safe from bears, maybe. He he's scared, <laughs> so I'd be scared. Watch the video, Chris. I already it's watched that. It's on the monitor here. Fucking imagine, imagine that's how you go mauled to death by a bear, I and, much and you have video. Oh. The fact that he kept the video going the whole time too. The only thing I would be maybe other than dead is embarrassed because that bear is soft. Everything about that bear is soft. <laughs> now, if you want to kill me with a grizzly bear, that sounds a lot cooler to me than dying of like emphysema or something later in later in life. Like go out like Leo in uh, the Revenant. That's cool, but not a black bear, dude. That'd be embarrassing. I would tell my wife every time I go hiking now. I'm gonna. I'm, there's gonna be a policy. If I die by black bear, you make something up. It wasn't a bear. You make like I don't care if it's like overdose or like you know whatever. But it can't just can't be, be black bear. Nope. WFAA tweets. Not going out like that. The ghost at this supposedly haunted North Texas house reportedly likes to talk dirty. They're sexual, the owner says. There's no other way to put it. So this couple in Texas, they bought a bunch of houses on a block yeah. they, uh, to rent them out. They've had 10 tenants in two years at this place because these people, finally, they were like, yo, that place is haunted. The owners didn't believe them. This one woman went in. She, took a, uh, she was taking a shower. And then a voice said, uh, looking good. And then she thought it was her husband. She poked her head out. No one was there. Her husband walked in like a minute later. was like, who are you talking to? And she was like, that wasn't you? Uh, apparently, they've also heard around the house, oh, baby, oh, baby, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I like it like that. Are we wow. retweeting or replying horny ghosts? I'm quote tweeting that, you know, this sounds like an untapped sex tourism market. Yeah? People who yeah, aren't you getting can laid just go down there and... Oh, there's some freaks out there, Chris. You know someone would pay to, pay to you know... No, so get, here's, here's my... Have here, a ghost. Here's, here's what, what <laughs> I'm... Talk dirty to him. If we can figure out if, if this is relatively real, like if this it's is... Not. It's not. Matt. <laughs> no, just, I, okay, I but no, like, I think it's real. If it's real. There's, some, if, there's like a homeless man in the walls. Yeah. If there's, <laughs> there's, if there's legitimately a haunted, a horny haunted house, <laughs> if there's legitimately a horny haunted house, yes. the loser of the fantasy team is going there. Seriously, for a night, for a weekend. They got to go. We'll pay the people to leave. We'll get them like, we'll send them to the Ritz Carlton for the weekend. The loser of the fantasy football league has to go and spend two nights in that motherfucker possibly get get plowed by a ghost 
It'll be like uh, it's not cheating. It'll be like Jonah Hill, and this is the end. What about what if next year? Dudes are tanking to go back to the haunted house. The ghost has got some good pussy. Apparently, there's a uh, a well in the living room that is just open, and people think it's a portal to another world, a spiritual portal. It's a 19. Ghostbusters well. do this. What kind of place is this? This is in Texas, man. Sure, this isn't like a meth lab. Could be. Could right. be uh, <laughs> people messing around with some substances down there. <laughs> some ayahuasca. No, honestly, what we need to do is, I'm telling you, this is it. This is it. This is We've been looking for a fantasy punishment. And, hey, I'm two and whatever. I'm two and four. It could be me. I she really does, don't want to do this. The owner does now do rent the house family. out to uh, exclusively to people who want to invest, investigate if it's ghosts or not. It's fake. But... No. It's got to be fake. <laughs> no, no way. I this is real. <laughs> the um, the room with the well is the uh, murder room. That's why you don't want to die a virgin. That's the kind of ghost you become. A horny virgin. <laughs> a horny 200-year-old virgin. <laughs> yeah, dude. You just, you just roam the streets. You, and what sucks is probably because you're hanging out in one of these houses, yeah. and you know there's a couple... That you know yeah. has to uh, yeah. get down and dirty, and, and you watching. see, yeah, you see what you missed out on. A FOMO, like, Damn. FOMO situation. If I'm a horny Too ghost, early. I'm not going to Texas though. <laughs> Give me to Vegas or like New Orleans or something. You know. So that was retweet a reply. We're gonna introduce something a little fun. This calls. This is called Beaumois. Du Dumois, the uh, yeah. celebrity gossip site. So we're introducing our newest celebrity gossip. Columnist, reporter, Bo, for Bo Moi. Bo, what is happening in the uh, celebrity world? Okay, I thought you'd never ask, Reed. Um, <laughs> lots of fun drama. I've been a little bored without football this season, so I've been digging into some of these celebrity you, gossip columns. You know what might Best be a good way to kick this off? Ask me something about what? celebrity celebrities in what general. do you know about harry styles olivia wilde okay i, I know this and one jason today harry styles is a real problem he's a locker room he's not a great <laughs> locker room guy right not a good locker and, room guy and he's hooking up with the coach and one of the Cuck players of the used to be married to the coach and it's like a big deal dude and he yeah. might have spit i know that part but like in general yeah. i don't know a lot about celebrities so just like okay i didn't know who well, zenyatta was you still don't. Zendaya. I know her name. Zenyatta? Zendata. Well, <laughs> Zenyatta's an Overwatch character, actually. Yeah. Chris. Um, I don't know what that yeah, I mean. No. Anyway, we're talking about celebrities here. But yeah, that's actually a pretty good breakdown of uh, Harry Styles. But there was recently an article. I can't remember what it was on. Maybe probably page six or something. But a nanny from Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. She's like their nanny. Uh, claims a lot of fun drama. Basically, Formerly Olivia Wilde. Yeah, she uh, made her special salad for Harry Styles. Oh, really? Yeah, and Jason Sudeikis was so, you know, butthurt about that that he threw himself down in front of her car, didn't want her to leave. Apparently, he was crying a lot. He got her uh, served papers at a Comic-Con convention. So it's been some really fun drama to follow along with. Harry the Styles, question here is just what people is are. in her salad? What is in her salad that makes <laughs> yeah. Jason Sudeikis lie down in front of a car and Harry Styles go wild? I hope it's it. not like raisins, dude. <laughs> if there are raisins, it, 
isn't that like some people put raisins in salad? Definitely potato yeah. salad. Some people do put raisins in salad, Chris. Don't put raisins in salad. I want to know what Olivia Wilde's sexy salad is. It's red wine I'd vinegar, t- Dijon mustard, honey, salt, garlic, and olive oil. So then another fun one I was reading about was um, Emily Ratajkowski. Okay, yeah. recently single. Yeah, just you know, I'm single as well. M. Rata. She was linked to Brad Pitt. However, and people are going wild over M. Rata and Brad Pitt because that's a little bit of a power couple. People loved that, but she was spotted with another mystery man. So we're trying to figure out who that might be. Rumor uh, says that he's about six foot three, two hundred eighty-five pounds, with long blonde hair and a really nice <laughs> mustache. I was like, that was kind of big. You heard it here, yeah. Dumois. No, evidently Dumois. it's a, it's um a, a DJ. Bo, if you got to um, if you got to star in a movie with M. Rata, what would it be? What what would the premise be? Would it be, you know, you're a football player, you want to be like in a western? Ooh, I'd be in a western with her. I think a rom com would be fun. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, just a Beauty and the Beast live. Modernized. Day, but it's, Modern. it's just us match. Just us <laughs> matching on like Raya and Tinder. No. <laughs> Bo with soup all over him, just walking, walking around the house. Hot supermodel, just like tolerating him. Fucking Bo reaching into the salad with his hand. Oh, Bo just p- bombing, like shitting with the door open. Beauty and the no, Beast. No, no. Beauty and the Beast, never, too. I, I'm, 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 I'm red. I would never. But you know, there's some Hollywood, there's some script writer reading this. Like, yeah, we got this. This is a lock. <laughs> she's, she's walking the <laughs> runway. Bo's like, you're doing great, honey. <laughs> yeah, you the tongue, I'm getting. I'm going to bite you with my friend.